This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Almost Thanksgiving. It is. A time to give thanks for all that we've been given. Mm-hmm. And immediately afterwards, <laughs> go spend a lot of money. Yes. <laughs> Black Friday. Buy Smart History Babes merchandise online. There you go. From the comfort of your own home. In the spirit of the holiday, we are putting everything black in our store on sale. So our black crop tops and black t-shirts will be 20% off. Boom, boom. Woo. And our black tote bags will be 15% off. Dang. You know that, that's a deal. It's a deal and a steal. Head over to arthistorybabes.com slash merchandise. We will be running the sale from November 20th to November 27th, Cyber week. Monday. You don't have to leave your Thanksgiving meal early to go stand in line. You can. Please don't. Yeah, Crazy. don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I can't Save believe people yourself. still do that. Yeah. Ugh. No, go do something fun on Black Friday. Take the day off and go... Yeah to a art go museum to, go get a pedicure yeah go to a movie Just make some pasta enjoy Ooh. enjoy your people <laughs> yeah and some pasta yeah. <laughs> it's a wise healthy choice black friday from us to you check it out we love you from Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Natalie. And we are the Art History Babes. And we're here with another Art History Babe brief. Baby. It's a little baby guy. And we're talking about the man, the, the legend. legend. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was unplanned. Leonardo da Vinci, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to put in, when I edit, I'm going to put in some, like, fanfare in there. Yeah, some ham horn, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Leo da Vinci. He's an important one. He is. The name speaks for itself at yeah. this point in time. <laughs> right. We're going to give you some quick facts. Fast facts. Leonardo da Vinci was born in 1452. If you didn't know his name, Leonardo da Vinci, means Leonardo of Vinci. Vinci's not actually his last name. It was just the town close to where he was from. Italian. He was the son of a Tuscan notary, and he had a peasant mother. They were unmarried. He was also partially raised by his uncle. He had 17 half-siblings. That is nuts. That is a lot of half-siblings. He was the original Renaissance man, like legitimately the original 
renaissance man like he is the renaissance man that's where the term comes from he was a painter sculptor architect inventor military engineer and scientist did all those things you may know him as one of the most notable artists of all time or you may know him as the subject of the acclaimed novel the da vinci code by dan brown by that, I mean he wasn't actually the subject of it. He was kind of just the background <laughs> of an Indiana Jones-style art history adventure. Or the inspiration for a Ninja Turtle. Oh, that too. In his own time, he was known as just Leonardo or Il Florentine because he lived near Florence. I really liked the whole you are where you're from thing in Italy at the time. Uh, he was largely self-educated. He trained in the workshop of Andrea de Verrocchio. He became an independent master in 1478. For Leonardo, drawing was a way to understand the visible world. In so many ways, he was a scientific illustrator. Thousands of his sketches concerning human anatomy and scenes of nature, among other things, survive to this day, as well as dozens of notebooks. Interestingly, Leonardo wrote all of his notes in reverse, so you had to hold them up to a mirror to read them. To which I ask, why, though? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. I have no answer I mean, for you. I don't know if he was paranoid. It sounds like it. Or if he was just trying to be extra mysterious. Clever. Maybe he thought he was being clever. Yeah. Or maybe he's bored. I don't know. Maybe it was a personal project, like a challenge to himself. Maybe. Maybe he has some sort of rare learning disability where that's just how he wrote. <laughs> I don't think that's a disability. <laughs> no, I know. That's why it's a made up one. If it is, I'm sorry. But we are not making fun of disabled yeah, people. Let's make that loud and clear. <laughs> not at all. You know, like of some advanced quirky, form of dyslexia. Yeah, quirky dyslexia. Yeah. <laughs> so as I mentioned, he is most commonly known as one of the most important painters in all of time. All of history. Talk about some of the hits. The best of. Leo drew the Retruvian Man in 1490, and it was inspired by On Architecture by the ancient Roman architect Vitruvius. So Vitruvius, Vitruvian Man. Vitruvius was concerned largely with symmetry and balance and the idea of a supreme beauty that stemmed from universal proportion. They were digging the ancient Western societies during the Renaissance, so we see a return to the classical ideas in Renaissance art and architecture. They're looking back to ancient Greece and ancient Rome. We know that for a fact. The Vitruvian Man depicts an idealized human male standing within an overlap square and circle. The figure has two sets of arms and legs that create surprisingly dynamic yet geometrically balanced composition. Essentially, it looks like there are two overlapping bodies, one in the Jesus position and the other in an X. I saw a meme recently that I was sent by a dear friend. It's a tweet that says, what's the name of that famous diagram with the guy doing jumping jacks with his meat out? <laughs> As a picture of the Vitruvian man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> doing jumping jacks. That's a great way to put it. It is. He's not doing jumping jacks. He is squaring the circle. It's a reference to humanism and the idea that man has control over his own destiny and he can square the circle. Mm -hmm. Who can square the circle? Man can. Oh. Woo. Purely visually, I really like the Vitruvian Man. I like that it bridges the world. It's scientific, but it's very creative. The way da Vinci's approaching math is very creative in this yeah. drawing. 
I find the sketch more interesting than a lot of his famous paintings. That's fair. I dig when you can clearly see the crossover of him being a scientist mm-hmm. and him being an artist, which is very evident, obviously. Yeah, in the sketch. especially since a lot of his paintings, his, especially his famous paintings, are biblical. Yeah, they're super religious. Many of from this time are, but that's what sets this apart. There's so many layers. Yeah, definitely. Let's get into those super religious paintings. One of the most famous, The Last Supper. You've seen it. I know you have. Another favorite meme of mine. Jesus walks up to the maitre d' and he's like, a table for 24. (laughs) And they're like, but there's only 12 of you. He's like, yeah, but we're all going to sit on the same side. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So it's uh, tempera and oil on plaster painted in Milan from 1495 to 1498 for the monastery of Santa Maria del Grazie. 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 Italian is in my thing. It's da Vinci's only surviving fresco. It depicts the Last Supper, specifically the moment Christ declares that one of the 12 disciples will betray him. Judas! Judas! Ah, Judas. A highly emotional, volatile scene, yet the painting is rather serene and, you guessed it, very balanced. The apostles are in four groups of three, and there are three windows at the focal point. In terms of religious symbolism, three represents the Holy Trinity. Using three is very intentional. And four was an important number according to classical traditions. The mathematics of this painting is very intentional. Each apostle is given some identifying factor. For example, Judas is grasping a purse that represents his reward for giving up his buddy Jesus. Judas. Judas. Uh. There have been various conservation and restoration efforts, but the painting is currently looking pretty rough. It's not in great condition. For a variety of reasons, but one of the more interesting reasons is that a bomb hit the refectory where the painting hangs in 1943. It survived just fine, but it obviously damaged the quality of the painting. I think if you go to Milan, they have very strict hours and the amount of people that they let in is very limited per day. Makes sense. Yeah, they have to keep it protected for obvious reasons, as Corey just mentioned. The moment you've all been waiting for. What is it? Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. She was painted between 1503 and 1507, and it is an oil painting on panel, 30 by 21 inches. Not that big. No, little guy. And for anyone who's been to the Louvre and stood (laughs) 50 feet back behind crowds of people with their arms in the air with phones in their hands, you know. Enigmatic is probably the best way to describe this work, both visually, but also because of the meaning and mystery that society has attached to it over time. It has been suggested that it is a portrait of a Florentine woman named Lisa Gherardini, wife of Francesco de Giacondo, a Florentine merchant, but there have been all sorts of crazy theories about who she or he is. Oh. Oh. <laughs> threw you through a loop there, didn't we? It didn't really become a big hit until it was stolen in 1911. The heist received tons of media attention, so when the painting resurfaced two years later, it had a whole new value attached to it. According to French heritage law, the work is truly priceless and cannot be bought or sold. Visually, it is rather revolutionary. Up to this point, it was most common for portraits to be in profile. Da Vinci mixed things up by painting portraits in nearly frontal position. Da Vinci uses sfumato technique, or smoky in Italian, which means that really hazy look you get from using a lot of thin veils of paint. It creates a softened atmosphere. So, Corey. Yes. 
Why is this such an enduring masterpiece? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the honest answer, folks. We don't know. We don't really we don't really know. Speculation. I think the media attention back in the early twentieth century had a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then people just take things and run with it. It is a cool painting. She does have a certain smile that it's a like smug look. That little smirk and so coy. Yeah, for real. She does have a very interesting look on her face. It is a cool painting. Why it became the face of all art, I don't really understand. It's one of those things where people know what the Mona Lisa is, but not a lot of people know why it's such a big deal. We'd like to hear your theories. If you have attached a certain value to this work or you see something particularly incredible about it, I'd be curious to see what our listeners have to think. Please let us know. In the news, you've probably heard about our boy Leo recently because some crazy stuff just happened. Literally last night, we're recording this the day after the auction of Salvatore Mundi. So Salvador Mundi is believed to be one of less than 20 Leonardo da Vinci paintings in existence. It was previously attributed to a pupil of da Vinci's. It was unveiled as a da Vinci in 2011. It is a pretty interesting painting, an image of a soft atmospheric Christ holding an orb. I dig the orb. And we should probably mention Salvatore Mundi, savior of the world, for those who aren't up to date on their Italian. It's an image of Christ holding an orb, and there are a lot of doubts about whether or not it is actually a da Vinci. Even in just the past few weeks, there's been a lot of blog posts and stuff about it. Is it a da Vinci? Is it not? And there's some pretty solid arguments about why it might not be. Some argue that it cannot be a da Vinci because the refraction of light is not depicted correctly. So the refraction of light in the orb is not depicted correctly. And since da Vinci was just as much a science guy as an art guy, Many believe that this is not how he would have depicted such a thing. There are lots of other arguments as well. A lot of people have been questioning whether or not it actually is a da Vinci. It has been credited as one. And then it went to auction last night (laughs) at Christie's. Beforehand, it was guaranteed to sell for at least $100 which is kind of crazy. Nat, how much did it sell for? How much, you ask? (laughs) I do ask. I would like to know. Four hundred fifty million three hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars. That many dollars. That's a lot of dollars, folks. I don't understand that many dollars. I don't have a conception of what that many dollars is, but I know it's too many dollars. <laughs> it's it's a lot of dollars. It's far too many dollars. Why couldn't we just slap priceless on it like the Mona Lisa? <laughs> I know, right? Give it to a museum or something. Wow. Yeah, I haven't really looked into the buyer, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff in the media. There will. And we'll we'll do some follow-up on this Definitely. because it's super interesting. Yeah, I think we'll probably do a maybe a full-length Patreon extra yes. where we get into our thoughts on Salvatore Mundi because this is some um, controversial art biz yeah so those of you who have some feelings about this as well send us in your thoughts and maybe we can bring some stuff up from our listeners in our full episode sounds good so that was just very quick stuff on our boy leo we'll definitely do a full length episode on Mm -hmm. on him because obviously this is just skimming the surface and to be fair i don't even think we got into some of the more interesting things about him i would really like to dive into the science and how that crossed over into his artwork 
thanks for listening to the little baby if you have thoughts hit us up at arthistorybabes at gmail.com get on our patreon so you can catch that patreon extra episode patreon.com slash arthistorybabes find us on the social medias write us an itunes review you just keep being awesome do it from cat